and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating, owning, and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. capitalism. Hello, readers, listeners, etc. Kayleen, did you have to uh, look up that? Um, I did. Oh my I did. gosh! I'm not going to shame right you. You know, we're it's all right in front of me. Different I can't, listen, learners. I have so much in my head, and for some reason, our 20 second podcast introduction is just can't. It won't stay in there. She's the techie, if you can't tell. I, I'm. I'm. I'm the on stage. She's the techie. I, I gotta have my script in front of me. Okay, listeners, I want to touch on this really quick because Kayleen brought this up the other day. In, via form of TikTok, and I just think it really, really adequately describes our relationship. Um, there is a sun best friend, and there is a moon best friend. And mm-hmm. I just don't think you could describe us any differently than that. It's true. So Sun and moon. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It was just like, where's the rest of you when you see your a sun best friend without their moon <laughs> best friend? It's true. We're about to have a reunion soon, guys, in person. Yeah. It's going to be... I'm really excited. I think I'm going to definitely ground in New Orleans, which is saying a lot. Because when I lived in Colorado, I would go to New Orleans to get all... Talk to the fairies and stuff. To get weird, yeah. (laughs) Just like... Now you're in Florida. It's all relative, baby. (laughs) Um, I'm in a wormhole. Yeah. And and we actually get to work together, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in a wedding with Kayleen and... Yeah, it was the only other time, the only other time we've really worked an event together was by complete accident. Yeah, I where was we in town. thought we were, we thought we both knew we were working one night. I came into town. I wasn't even living in town. You, you came into town to stay with me. Yeah, we were both. I was like, oh, I've got to work late tonight. Sorry, and you're like, oh, well, I'm working too. We really thought we were working separate events in separate places, and I fucking get to work, turn a corner, and there's Anna with her camera. Yeah. And it, we were, yeah, we were working like this. We it was this weird. It was new Botox. Um, it's like a new version of Botox. Event. Yeah, yeah, for like a plastic surgeon convention that was in town, and we were working for a new like face freezing company. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly as somebody behind the camera, I um, wow, that was good. You, footage. you were just like everybody here looks so good. I was just like everybody's perfect. work is amazing. I know they just look perfect, and I was like, and I was like, but yeah, but they're not fucking eating, so why am I here? <laughs> You know what? In your defense, there was cold gazpacho. So like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like maybe in like cu- a, a, and, and an and it was like a gazpacho shot. It was like, a, it was like a it was a gazpacho shot glass, and it was like a gazpacho flight. There were like yeah. three or four different types of gazpachos. Yeah, man, um, this was pre-pandemic, y'all. Yeah, but yeah, we're is, working a wedding together where I'll be the planner and Anna will be the videographer, and. It's really exciting. This is one of our canceled, her rescheduled Hurricane Ida weddings. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm missing Kayleen because I haven't been to New Orleans since like February, I think. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm always. Was, I feel like it was earlier. I feel like you didn't. You didn't come around New uh, around Mardi Gras. You stayed away. Was it? Was it Thanksgiving? No, I was there in either January or February. I want to okay. say mid February. I had a shoot. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. So interesting. Anywho, it's it's super exciting. Um, so we'll be together. Maybe we can figure out how to like record in just like the same room. So I think we've learned a lot since uh, 
since our last the first you know, year. Yeah, we're coming we up on our this. year anniversary. So, I know, which is really exciting. So thank you so much, listeners, for sticking through it with us. I I would I think when I listen back, I think we've grown a lot as people and as podcasters. And thank you for trusting us to like you know, enter your energy field. I know it sounds a little dramatic, but it is quite an investment, you know, to listen to the podca- a podcast. Podcasting li- sets like mood and tone and it's what you listen to kind of when you want to mentally check out, which is kind of a vulnerable space to put your brain in. Yeah. So I listen to podcasts for- to help to hype me up, actually. If I like cool. I, I do this thing called like borrowing energy and I'll listen to podcasts um, when I am feeling like low or not wanting to do a task I'll listen to a podcast I'll do that Um, too where I'll be like oh well I can only listen to this podcast while I'm doing x so it's like if mm -hmm. I don't want to wash my dishes it's like oh well at least I can I oh I can't yeah I can listen to the podcast while I'm washing dishes yeah um yeah and in true sun best friend and moon best friend uh I think we have a goal together. So me and Kayleen really want to go to Disney World and I've started mm-hmm. running and there is a, a Disney princess half marathon that I want to do. <laughs> and I want her to cheer. I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, yeah, I can cheer you on. And now I feel like I just want to do it so me and my wife can go to Disney World <laughs> to together. To go to Disney World together. Oh my gosh. I can just imagine you running in like a little tutu with a tiara on. I know. Oh my gosh. What if I dress up as Princess Diana? Oh my god. <laughs> Please. What if I what if I uh what if I run the marathon in the revenge dress? Oh my god. <laughs> They're like she may have misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> and I was just like, no, actually, there's going to be a Disney movie about Princess Diana. It's just gonna be a while. We have to wait for the queen to die, for the rights to expire. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like I'm sure it's all. We're already getting, we're already getting multi, multiple Princess Diana medias. The Crown yeah. just did a season with Princess Diana, and it's going to keep going. And then there was that Kristen Stewart movie. Yeah, so it's time. Everyone has kind of just accepted that the Queen is dead, even though the <laughs> except everyone but the even but everyone but the royal family. They're Avril Lavigneing her. Yeah, they really are. Will you fill them in on that um, conspiracy, celebrity conspiracy theory real quick, Caitlin? Okay, Kaylin? so there is a conspiracy theory um, that really picked up a lot of speed. I guess last year, like in the fall of last year, the Crown basically, and the royal family basically announced that the, the Queen would not be appearing publicly. Um, that she would be like basically like going into like hibernation, basically. Which is very strange because predict like um very reliably and traditionally the queen makes like an in-person live address on every christmas Christmas, yeah so that meant that she wasn't going to do that and so a lot of conspiracy theories started going because she's an old lady um that uh she was secretly dead and that they were hiding it for a few reasons one because it was her it was the 69th year of her of of her uh like rain and no one wanted like 69 to be on her like 
number, like, whenever her, like, shit was displayed, no, like, there was just, like, people will make fun of it or deface it or whatever. Um, also that, like, the Crown wanted to wait until her Jubilee, which is the 70th anniversary um, of her, of her um, coronation, and that they also didn't have the resources to change over all the money mid-year, which, um, because oh, as soon like as Prince... Act- yeah, as soon as Prince currency? Charles becomes king, they have to change all the currency. That sounds like a really and, bad business plan. Yeah, but they have to do that every time they have a new monarch, is they have to wow. take her face off and put his on. And her face is better. Like, <laughs> um, And... I mean, I mean, they they do it too. Like as she's aged, like she like the 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 queen currency now is not the same as what it was when she was first like when she first had her coronation. So a lot there's and then that that more fuel to the fire when they announced earlier this year that she had COVID and it's just like people are like she's she's dead she's secretly dead and for some and but her jubilee like the seventieth thing is like passed so it's like what are y'all waiting for? So if she was really dead, why haven't we gotten that announcement yet? Anyway. Okay. Um, this one and the fact that Leah Michelle can't read are like my favorites currently. So Yeah. I I learned that one over Thanksgiving. And apparently yeah. like Kayleen's whole family knows pop culture and like pop culture conspiracy theories. They were all like, Oh yeah, you didn't know that Leah Michelle can't read? And I was like, What? Like, where am I? And then everybody filled me in and it was literally like you would start, then Paul would jump in and then your mom would like ask a relevant question to like support the claim. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well, I'm not going to disagree. And then my dad would chime in with like, Glee was a weird show. (laughs) 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 He doesn't know anything about the behind the scenes, but he has consumed all of the media. Yeah. Yeah. Just being in the atmosphere of... Uh, a bunch of theater gays. Or is Paul yeah. a theater gay or I don't know. No, he was a photography gay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, that's the intro. Uh, how about we hop on into tarot time? Where, are we All hopping right. off of a wheel of fortune? Uh, no, it was a page of swords. Page of Last week. And then before that was the Wheel of Fortune, correct? I think so, yeah. Okay. Exciting. Um, I pulled Judgment today for my card, which I'm just like, what the... ah, Shave your head! Which is funny, because my animal card was the lamb. Oh. Well then. Yeah. Okay. I'm not shaving anything. Not All right, so this girl. is also, we should say that we're recording this on 420. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. holidays. Um, ooh, okay, this just popped out. Uh, page of Wands. Oh, are we coming off a of Page of Swords? Yeah. Okay. So, Page of Same Wands. Same energy, wow. Interesting. Um, this is more of like a fiery creative energy versus the um, more like action oriented swift like swords energy so but still very much a novice still much a beginner this is about excitement this is about enthusiasm um, and, but it's also about uh, tapping into your creativity I think so our little page of wands here is like looks like a little bard 
little bars. With his little jaunty cap. With thigh-high boots. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Do you, you tend to think of the... Uh, you see the see the royal cards as people. Yeah, right? I I mean I know the Knight of Wands is usually like fuck boy, but I feel like Page of Wands is also fuck boy. Um, Page of Wands can be a fuck boy. Page of Wands. Yeah. This guy is absolutely gonna sing Wonderwall to you if you if you meet him at a party. I'm also gonna say Page of Wands is gonna flake. Yeah, he is gonna he is going to bring his acoustic guitar to the party, serenade you. Give you your number, give him your number, and then he will not text back. Yeah, and that could also be you, an embodiment of, like, you. Maybe you're the slut, maybe you're the flake. Um, yeah. I, it's definitely not a serious energy at all. No, this it's is, this is, this is, this is hey, flirt, you know what? It's spring. Thriving. It's fun. It's Taurus season. Um, express some of your creativity. Don't worry too much about follow through. Mm-hmm. Maybe just do some things because it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think Page of Wands is definitely like a vibe check. Like, yeah, it's it's I I think listeners, I think we're in a good role right now because uh, season three we that was brutal. Um, we just ate of cups, ate of cups, ate of cups. Why aren't you leaving? Yeah. So now that you've left, now it's just kind of like thirty flirty and thriving. Um, yeah. With this like, is very much say, uh, yeah spring spring energy. Yeah. We, this is pr- prepare for your hot girl summer. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're pretty supported here in any sort of like whimsy that you want to mm-hmm. partake in. So. Hell yeah. yeah. You don't have the pressure of being the king of wands yet. There's not a lot of responsibility tied to your role. So yeah, that's a good point. maybe take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know. If like you're not as busy as you would like to, like give yourself permission to rest. And I know that can be really hard uh, if you're a business owner or a freelancer and mm-hmm. you don't have income coming in. And sometimes that creates more stress. But you're just like, I've made it this far. Right. I've come this far to not just come this far, right? Like, I'm right. still gonna, like, this Page of Wands is a very, like, push forward. It's a push forward. It's a it's a kind of, like, relax into your your system. And also, like, with Taurus yeah. season also, like, it's coming, it's here, honestly. And just whether or not it's, like, manifesting in your life, that's a question of, like, what your life is looking right now. But this is very much like a just focus on the cute shit right now because yeah, I'm sure there's some, a lot of cute shit serenade some maidens and then bounce it's <laughs> what bards do oh yeah the holy fool mm-hmm um, all right all right okay you want to get into it yeah you want to intro this uh this episode yeah set the table we are serving the main dish We are talking about, by popular demand, we are revisiting um, one of our concepts that we introduced in season one, which is... Have we not officially readdressed it? I don't know. I think we we talk about it and around it. Um, yeah. But we okay. want to talk about... We can just do this part two. Update, part yeah, two. updates right as of right now in terms of like how we are feeling and how it, we are expressing... Apocalypse magic. So, apocalypse magic you, part two, maybe. Yeah, apocalypse magic part two. So, if you have not listened to, if you're not listening to like our episodes in order, or you have a goldfish fish brain, and that was like a year ago, and you don't remember, 
we kind of talked about in our fir- in the first episode where we really adri- addressed like our relationship with magic and woo, um, the concept of apocalypse magic, which, you know, if you listen to the pod, you know that we uh, tr- firmly believe that we are hurtling towards apocalypse with no end in sight. Or I mean, with, with the end in sight and with no escape in sight. Um, the end of the world is coming. Uh, and whether that means a literal end of the world or a very firm end to a chapter or this volume of of the earth's chronicle we um life as we know it is not long for us um but as that happens it if for those of us who are more on the magical woo spectra woo woo spectrum uh the veil is getting progressively thinner and has only gotten thinner as time goes on and that kind of makes us all very powerful um Mm -hmm. And listeners, you may have seen this in your own life in terms of, like, perhaps your manifestations are stronger, your synchronicities are more frequent and weirder, um, and, like, meditations are taking you to strange places. It shows up in a lot of different ways. So we kind of were inspired, actually, by, uh, to talk about this, by a film that just came out called Everything Everywhere All at Once. So if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go and know that we're probably going to have some spoilers. Spoilers, so, yeah. Um, go see that movie and then come back to this episode. Um, but yeah, so we both saw it last night as of the time of recording. That's so it weird. It was so too. weird. And I have to say, I had like a very strange experience at the theater going like up to the movie too you did as well but i think they were different um so mine was that i went on i i took a date to the movie theater i picked him up with ample time we got there like 15 20 minutes before the movie started and when we got there there was a line out the door there was really? a line out the door, and we were like, "What is happening?" Is it, I was like, and normally I like Fandango movie tickets, but a I just hot, didn't. A hot block. It was a Tuesday night, like whatever. Um, yeah. And like we asked the people around us, like, "What are you going to go see?" And they were like, "Everything, everywhere, all at once." And the only other two movies were like, the Dumbledore movie and Sonic the Hedgehog. So like there were like two people in line to see Sonic the Hedgehog, and everyone was for this movie. And it turns out because we're like, "Wow, maybe I should just like, is it so?" out i'm checking like fandango on my phone it's not mm-hmm. and we go in there and there's no one at the front desk the reason the line is so what? long is because everyone in line is having to buy their tickets from the concession stand so there are two people working at the concession stand who are having to sell everyone tickets and serve everyone concessions so the mo- so guys it took us 20 minutes to get through that line the movie had started by the time we got to the theater like I missed the first five minutes of the movie, which I net which never I'm gonna happens. I'm going to interrupt you really yeah. quick. One of the thing I'm really good at, and I encourage everybody to do, is sneak into the movie theater because I honestly the movie had that thought. ticket sales. The movie ticket sales is not hurting the theater. About eighty percent of this that was goes a, this was to an, the production. This was company. an independent theater, so 
but I honestly no, but they make their money on concessions, right. and which we you mm-hmm. know which so buy some popcorn if you want, or just steal it from the trash. Yeah. But like I'm I, my dumpster, prone. my dumpster wife. Um, I <laughs> I'm the sun the sun girl. girl. Uh, I honestly, in retrospect, I was like, why did we wait in that line? We could have just walked in. There was no one working who could have stopped us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I could have just bought Fandango tickets on my phone and then just walked in. Like in retrospect, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't believe we just like waited in that line um but it was just very strange because that's never happened to me before like i've never never had that like and i just but also as someone in the service industry and who's like worked in ticket sales i just felt this like extreme like sympathy slash like secondhand anxiety for the people who were working who were just like obviously had no support and could only see a line that just kept getting longer. So, yeah, tell us about your strange uh, theater experience prior to the movie. Um, So I tried to see this movie on Sunday, and I Googled the address and um, showed up. I have not seen a movie yet in St. Pete, so this was, like, going to be my first movie. And so I showed up, and they were like, our last show just ended like I don't know what you saw but like that it's not here (laughs) okay so um I went back home and then I realized that there are two theaters that are like back to back from each other weird Um, choice yeah and like I would why would I you know I was just like oh I'm close to like where I am here it is so I ended up seeing it on Wednesday but um a couple days before I don't know if I've made this joke on the podcast before but um so I'm living on like between my Neptune and my Chiron line. So for I don't astro nerds, I guess uh, my twelfth house is in Pisces, um, which is very much like dreams and visions and like intense like prophecy. Honestly, that's what the twelfth house is all about. Um, so I'm living on my Neptune line, which is ruled by Pisces, and I. Went to go to the eye doctor, which I told my friend this story, and she wanted to point out, very interesting that you went to the eye doctor to get clarity of vision. And I was to like, literally oh my be God. seen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this woman checked me out, and we started talking, and she was from Lithuania, and she just had, like, this really bright energy. And I'm, like, an intense energy, right? So, like... I I really vibe with people that really show up um, with, like, a strong personality. Um, It gives me permission to be more, like, weird, right? Um, So she starts, like, checking me out, and she looks at me. She's like, oh, I have the same birthday. And I was like, yeah, you do. And then she starts to talk about how... Like, oh, how, how are you... I was like, oh, I just moved here. And she was like, oh, well, how is that going for you? And I was like, um, it's a lot different. And she goes, mm-hmm, yeah, it, you, can't, you can't try to force it. It's just gonna, it's just coming for you. And I was just like, I've literally like been saying these words verbatim. I was like, I, I feel myself changing immensely here. And I was like, yeah, it is really weird. And she was like, yeah. Um, oh, I said, I, I think it's kind of like a wormhole here. Like time moves differently. People change differently. And she looks at me and she's like, yeah, the aliens have definitely landed here. And I was like, what the fuck? And then um, she was like, yeah, I'm sure you wanted to come here and meet a bunch of like-minded young professionals. 
and just starts laughing hysterically. She's like, you are not going to find that here. <laughs> she and I'm telling her how I'm thinking about like going to Europe and get some to get some work done because I'm yeah I'm just kind of like in the clouds here and she's like yeah go to Europe you're not gonna get any work done here and I just kind of look at her and she goes I bet you just wanted to go to the eye doctor and not talk to a medium right and I was like what the fuck I love this yeah this woman just literally uh, repeating your like every phone call we've had in the last like three weeks right back at you literally (laughs) and and I was telling her I was like yeah I'm having like a hard time feeling human here um because like like I was getting packages sent away from my house because there's nobody living on my bottom floor so the house looks vacant and um I've had to put on my mailbox not vacant and it's just kind of been this thing where I'm just like holy shit am I am I a ghost am I dematerializing and so I I feel like I kind of had that whole like existential crisis because I've never right like I feel like I'm so into the ether here that like my concept of reality is fracturing to the point where it's just like I don't think it's that sustainable for me to hold because I will like I've been doing a lot of channeling and like um getting dreams and visions and stuff like that and it comes true like the next day um so this is where like the spoilers are gonna start um basically the concept of this movie is expanding so much into the time space continuum that you start the the, that your the brain fractures concept of life be, it yeah fractures. so this is a movie and about a woman named evelyn wong who is um i would say like aggressively normal like she is probably someone that we all like encounter every day like she is a uh, she is an immigrant, a Chinese immigrant who lives in America, who owns a laundromat with her dumb husband, um, has a lesbian daughter that she doesn't understand, and her laundromat is being audited by the IRS. Um, and she is someone who, like, the movie frames as, like, a failure. Um, this is perhaps, like, the worst version of her life. Uh, yeah, like, her, her worst, worst timeline. timeline. Um and she is we are we are shown the life that she is living which is like an like i said pretty like aggressively normal pretty probably someone we you would interact with and not really think much of um and then all of the sudden something happens and she is tasked with saving the multiverse um and you are presented with this idea, with with this version of, uh, with with basically this concept that she can hop consciousnesses, that she can tap mm-hmm. into herself in other universes I that were it. created based on different choices she made, um, and utilize their knowledge and skills and life um, to conquer what's in front of her in this one. Um, and, but as you do that, like your brain starts to fracture and then the multiverses start to fracture. Um, and, uh, a big theme is like the more you experience these different timelines, the less present you are to be in each one. Um, because yeah. And, 
And it also, of course, because this is like millennial media and all we fucking want is our parents to apologize, has a lot to, <laughs> um, it has a lot to do. I will say, listeners, I've had that. I had my parents apologize and uh, that might have been one of the biggest wins of my life. What so, does it feel like yeah. to live a dream? It's, my, it's such a big flex, honestly. Uh, my, they, they said, we realized we probably weren't the best parents and sorry for not being better. I was oh just like, they were like, we recognize that we, uh, we, we ugh, failed in some that's places. That's wild because I look at these and I'm just like, ugh, unrealistic. My mother will never apologize, ever. Well, I will say, well, yeah, you've, yeah, well, I was estranged yeah. for a while. I was estranged for a long I time, I know, but I wasn't going to tell right. your business. Um, but anyway, so uh, it has to do a lot with uh, her relationship with her daughter, as well as her relationship with her husband, and how those relationships show up in different universes in which she's made different choices. Um, it is a beautiful film um, and really fun like action sequences. Um, I wanted it to be a little weirder, I was, t- I was telling. I was like, it felt... Um, it felt a little too polished for the subject matter for me. Like, I don't know. I, like... Mm-hmm. You could tell that the, like, MCU guys produced it, which they did. The Russo brothers produced it. Um, it so it was just, like, a little too neat than mm-hmm. I, what I was expecting. Um, but there were some great... When it got weird, I think, is when it was the best. Hot, do- hot Dog oh, Fingers yeah. it was the best. Butt plugs were the best, like... Oh, yeah. Um, and that's when the audience really came more. alive, too, in my viewing. Because we were... Pre- our show was obviously pretty crowded. Yeah, same same with mine. There was only a few yeah. seats when I bought it at the theater. So, um, but it also has... There's a lot of imagery that about a black hole um, that is made me think of Anna immediately. <laughs> so many people, they were just like... The amount of people that were just like, I saw this movie and I think that I just thought of you through the whole thing. And it's basically a woman going through psychosis. (laughs) I was like, cool. Love that for me. Well, because I think the reason is, is because I have, I know I like, you know, I don't want to say anything with complete certainty, but I feel like what I would think would be like a quantum leap of like seeing things in my dreams and my visions coming true um, and kind of playing with like this multi-dimensional um, versus physical creation space, which sounds like really complicated, but like I really don't think it's that complicated. I think anything, any sort of idea that you have that comes from the ether, you can't touch an idea, right? That just com- That's coming from the ether. And so anytime that you creatively act on that, then you are almost inviting more of those ideas to come, right? It's like, I know we've talked about like this Elizabeth Gilbert one, but it's like this idea that like they come, ideas come to you and they like choose a host and it's your idea, it's your responsibility if you so choose to act on said idea mm-hmm. and create an environment for it to thrive. Um, but yeah, that's, because I, I don't know, I have this whole... 
theory, I guess, that we are just like living in a black hole and that God is the same thing as like a black hole because however God is represented, it's like omniscient. It, it understands all of time. It un- understands all of space. It understands all of it's what happens when every, you put, like, It's what happens when you put everything on a bagel. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's all experiencing itself at once and that's how God is described. That's also how a black hole is described. So how is that different? So I've always said that when I die, I want to be a black hole. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's like so dark of you. And I'm like, it destroys everything. It's like, well, creation and destruction are the same thing. So it's just like being God, I guess. I guess I want to die and be God, but I don't want to say that. I want to say I want to be a black hole. Anywho, um, so there's a lot of that imagery in there and then i did this like ritual and we did this like channeling and they were like the person hosting it like described the white temple described the woman with like long black hair described the robes and everything and so when that showed up in the movie it's like it's not very it's not that niche of a description but it's also just kind of strange um (laughs) And then you realize that you're just kind of like picking up everybody's like there's never been an original thought. None of it is original. And anytime you think you're having like a unique experience, you're just not and you never have. And that's just the way it is. Um, Yeah, it's interesting to me, like. uh, Like, I think about this a lot when like plagiarism is accused is like mm-hmm. how much of it is actual copying and how much of it is just that like man we're all sharing a consciousness uh, yeah like there's only there's only so now, much original content out there before you have to start repeating shit uh-huh and especially as like we're just kind of like segmenting off into more and more unique experiences and i think tiktok has been interesting with that to see like all these people that are just wearing the same uniform, using the same lexicon, you know, experiencing the same life and habits. Describing um, a memory that you thought was just yours. Yeah. Like. Of like a sexual awakening and you're just like, okay. Cool. But yeah, honestly, I feel like TikTok has been getting on my nerves lately, so. Um, Time for a break. That's, yeah. I don't know if I'll come back. <laughs> you say that every time. I know, but I have taken like some month long, few month long breaks. Well, I got, here's like an interesting example of it because I have been having this complicated, not, it's not that complicated. I've just been having this relationship with um, social media and I'm just like, man, I am tired of it. Like, I really just kind of want to not have it. And then I was thinking about my friend because I am going to be fundraising for a project and a feature. And uh, he has produced features before. So I was like, oh, I would like to get a hold of him and like talk to him. But then when I looked him up on, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I was able to find him. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So he, I'm on his email newsletter subscription list and he sent out an email newsletter and he was like, yeah, I have deleted all social media apps on my phone as of last year, and I have never felt better. And he also said that he um, has just been reading a lot, and he checks Instagram once a week on the desktop. And I was just like, how does it feel to live my dream? You've been talking about like, this for since, like, episode three. I know. I know, because... 
I kind of want to talk to him about it because I think I'm a little too... I, I'm depending too much on social media for, like, work stuff and staying, like, front of mind. And it just doesn't seem worth it. I know there's other ways to, like, get clients and you don't have to do that. So I was planning on talking to him about funding for this project. But now what I really want to talk to him about is living without social media because it's just not... I don't, I don't think there's enough net positives for me at this point. Um, I think, I, you know, and anytime I see anybody talking about slow living on social media, I just kind of want to say bullshit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think people that actually live slow talk about how they live slow. No. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think they know that that's a concept. I think that's just how they live their lives. Yeah, I think they're just minding their business. Um, so, there, yeah, just, like, interesting time loops like that. And I also, I feel like we've talked about this in the other Apocalypse Magic episode, but just I think what one of the things that has been making our timeline so much different and our magic so much stronger is the concept of time has changed and everybody has collectively realize that time is not real is a joke we barely know what year it is we barely know what month it is um yeah we've lost entire years mm -hmm. that feel like it feels like people are already forgetting yeah Uh, yeah and we we say like i cannot tell you how many times i have to remind people that nothing happened in 2020 yeah like when we're talking about time yeah. They're like, oh, but what about that? I was like, no, you couldn't have done anything because nothing was happening in 2020. Like, nothing, yeah. you didn't do that that year. I promise you. I remember I was at a roller rink and they were having us like fill out forms. And um, I feel like three or four people were just like, wait, what year is it? Yeah. Like, nobody knew what year it was. And like that. Or, yeah, how many people I've talked to are like, oh, yeah, but we do that every year. And I'm like, but not for the last two years, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, not for the last two years. Like, people yeah. just, like, don't know where we're at. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it's very strange. And I think one of the conversations you and I have had, like, offline is also, like, it can feel dangerous, like mm-hmm. there are consequences to getting to spending too much time and getting too close to the other side of the veil. Mm-hmm. Like um Well, it's the point of this movie, right? Yeah. The dematerialization. Yeah. Like we are humans. And we will always be humans first. And we will always be living a human experience first. Yeah. So Period. how do you stay grounded? When you ju- when everything around you just wants to like float away and be on another plane and dimension, mm-hmm. how do you stay here? It's- how do you be here now? Um, and that's like a big challenge because it can get really heady to like be like, oh yeah, I manifest the fuck out of that. I can do it again and again and again and again, and then you just fucking fall apart or lose complete touch with reality. Well, here's the thing that. Um- 
I'm dealing with because I feel like I saw not this particular apartment, but I saw a very similar apartment when I was doing like a future self meditation in Colorado. Um, I saw there was like almost in every window there was greenery and literally almost every window in this apartment is greenery, which is just like incredible. And then there was a lot of wood in the vision. It was like wood panels, but in my house it's wood floors. And it's really, really nice. And the circumstances that I am in this house right now, like listeners, what has been going on? I mean, I'm sure around the country, but pretty much like there are houses in my neighborhood uh, that are like $1,200 more for less of a house than what I have. Um, That's just like how crazy like the prices have gotten. Um, And... Yeah, so I like saw myself living here and I definitely felt like very called to live here, but I don't feel like I'm having a very human experience. And um, I'm like a Saturn ruled girl with a lot of Capricorn in our chart. So like I do feel a lot of like worthiness in my work and how much I get paid and the quality of work that I do. And I think it's bullshit when people are like, work's not everything. It your life can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, A. And if and if you want work to be your life and you enjoy your life like that and you enjoy the stability you create for yourself and you're not hurting anyone, well, who knows? Maybe your job's a little blah, blah, blah. Physically, you know, um, focus on work. So I feel like I've gotten here and it's just like my desire to work is gone. My desires have completely changed. I've just gotten really into the spiritual realm and I'm like, for what? Like, I guess it's cool, but like, I really enjoy working and I don't really like not having the desire not to work um, because I just want to like rollerblade by the ocean. Yeah. I think it's also a thing when you get into, when you tap into like spiritual successes or what feel like like when you discover a thing or synchronicities start happening and um or you like are able to manifest something it's like a high and you want to keep seeking it out and you want to keep pushing Mm -hmm. it farther um we i'm not going to go too much into it but like listeners we've done some joint channeling and meditations together and the first time we did it the first message we got was you're too early So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's tempting to just, like, want it all now. Uh, But you have to pace yourself, which also feels complicated and difficult because if the world is ending, like, why pace yourself? I get it. Um, But, like, for your own sanity, whatever that word means to you, uh, I think it's important to realize that it's not safe um or necessary to consume all the things all at once so balance how do you like it's really important to ask yourself how you balance like the work you do in the spiritual astral plane with what you do in the physical world right now like you have to grab like for every action you take to get yourself higher you have to take an action to ground yourself Mm -hmm. um it's it's about like a balance and tension yeah because it like i feel like where i'm at right now is i am not 
able to integrate all of this. Whereas right? I it's feel like, like I am so bogged down in practical work that I don't take intentional time mm-hmm. to like I don't meditate on my own right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm too I'm too busy for that. That's like in quotes with like the mm-hmm. world that's in front of with the practical tasks that are in front of me. So that's why we're the sun and the moon friend. <laughs> Because we're always balancing each other out. Yeah. The sun is going too high in the sky. Um, and we got we to gotta ring her back in because this is like, I, I don't know. I'm having deja vu. God damn it. I did not need to have the... The oh, Matrix is glitching. God. Oh, no, Kayleen. That... Uh, is disgusting. <laughs> do we Give need it to, to me? Do we need to take an abrupt uh, turn into the bro book review? <laughs> we've just running to ground. We've just grossed Anna out. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Anyway, listeners, uh, the veil continues to thin, or here in New Orleans, no longer exists. The boom ripped it, ripped it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's all spilling out. <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, god. Yeah. yeah. The the spirit spirits everywhere. <laughs> I I left the gate oh open and it's everywhere. Yeah. Achoo. <laughs> Zabumafu. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Um. Anyway, y'all get grounded. Uh, don't go too far. Don't don't go towards the black hole. As the the, the ever the ever import, relevant piece of advice that Anna got last year, don't go there. <laughs> if you find yourself going towards a black hole, turn around. <sighs> Stay here. Uh, I know. Oh, anyway. brother. I um, I think I might need to change my year plans and maybe not be the year of surrender anymore. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten real. I'm not ready for this. I, I think maybe I'm going to be the year of the dumb husband. Um, because in the movie, there's like <laughs> Evelyn and she's just like completely fracturing. And I want to talk about this really quick because like I feel like they really visually yeah. displayed that well. Like when you kind of like like it really you're just like your equilibrium feels off. And then there's like a point where like she gets too close to the black hole and she pukes and like I felt nauseous by like just seeing like these matrix glitches and you're just like Ugh. like you feel sick to your stomach like like when people yeah. are like oh my god yeah manifest this manifest that I was like no like you will literally feel ill you'll feel like and if you don't feel ill you didn't get like you know what I mean but if you are processing that much energy then like if you get cl- too close to God you think you're going to be able to stand up of course you're not no, it's like in Dogma, where if you like, you have to have them, you have to have Alan Rickman mm-hmm. there, or else if you hear the voice of God, your head's gonna yeah. explode. I've never seen that movie, but I feel like I talk. Oh my God, we have to watch it. It it's what spurred my um, Catholic existential crisis I feel like when I, I was a preteen. Talk a lot, and people bring up that movie, so I feel like I should probably see it because um, it comes up. Yeah, you don't have as much roots in Catholicism as I do, and it's very much about. A kid who grew up Catholic trying to reconcile Actually, you some know, things. Maybe I have seen but. it. Is it with Jason Mewes? It's yeah. Jay, it's a Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, movie. and it's like Jesus hitchhiking or something. Is there like a hitch? 
no, it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as fallen angels uh, who are trying to return I to heaven. I've seen it. I just don't remember it that much. Um, okay, well, yeah. we can have a movie night. Okay, so let's go into the physical. Um, God. And I feel like... and I, Let's read a book. I feel like let's it's just like, book. do as I say, not as I do. Oh, my God. With the most grounded person we could possibly yeah. talk about. Um, the most earth-based. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Crushing It. So this book was written, gosh, I want to say... Y'all, I'm going to have to pull up my Goodreads here because I'm a little sloppy doppy today. I thought I, like, rated it on Goodreads, but I apparently didn't. Um, I've read this book a while ago, so it's not super fresh in the memory. Um, But if you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, he has a media company, and I have always resonated with him because he has always been preaching about the importance of video. Um... So, okay, this was published in 2018, and he has, so in 2018, like, this whole book is talking about how important video is, basically how much brand personality is, and how that's where things are moving. Last year, we got these announcements that, like, Instagram, like, basically, they were just like, we're a video app. Everything is video now. You are now a brand, like, goner graphics. Like, he's just kind of hit the nail on the head, like, too many times to ignore him. Um, So he kind of appears as anybody, like anybody who really wants to work. He is a working man. Like he puts his head in the sand and just works. And I think there's a lot of honestly beauty to that. um, Because if you are creating something out of nothing, like I've said it here before, like when I started my business, yes, there were 80 hour work weeks. Yes, there was like doing things for like shoots for like $100 because like you want a portfolio. But again, you're grinding mm-hmm. for yourself. You're not grinding for a boss. Like there's a huge difference when we talk about like toxic capitalism culture and like I think Gary V like one of the big criticisms that people give him is that he perpetuates this like workaholic culture but I think there's a big difference as to whether you're like being a workaholic because you're building a foundation of things for yourself versus being a workaholic for like a business or a corporate entity where you're not going to see any of the mm-hmm. the profits there's a and and yeah like i think gary v is definitely abrasive um and intense and he's not for everyone but i've very rarely seen him be mm-hmm. wrong and there's got to be some respect for that and i've seen him speak live and he's very charismatic yeah, I think like, he's like in his like early to mid 50s at this point and i really like the discussion mm-hmm. that he brings about ageism and he even has it in this book because i think he really started to enter this phase um in his like 40s and he talks about people um and he and he has some pretty like hot takes of like um financial situations uh I mean, because he'll definitely, like, fall more in... I mean, he's an entrepreneur, but he'll fall more into, like, sleeping in a closet 
you know, in New York City is better than blah, blah, blah. Or like, if you are not financially secure, like go live with parents or go get a roommate. He's just like, it doesn't matter. Like these times, these time stamps and these like markers that we're supposed to get, like, it's just kind of what we were talking about, right? Like they don't exist. They're not real. They're not, you know, we're not getting married and having kids and planning for a retirement in 2050, you know, like, because I also, this is kind of off topic, but I really like the idea of um, people taking rolling retirements where they will like work for two or three years and then take a year off. And I think that's one of the most like sustainable ways. That's kind of like what my Mm -hmm. dad has done by accident. Yeah. Because instead Um, of just being like, oh yeah, let me like, you know, let me, let me retire in the water wars. (laughs) It's just like, this is what I need. I And I think it's also like quite easier to put your head down and work when you have a break in sight. Um, if you don't have like uh, the tenacity and like conviction of building something, you're on like you're on your own. Um, so this book has a lot to talk about, like ageism. And it's a lot, a lot about content. And I'd be I think he's starting to maybe change his his view on content because it used to just be like spam. Like, I think it was like seven pieces of content on seven platforms every day. And I get where that's coming from, but also we are just human. So I think like, yeah, I think that that worked when we didn't, I think that caused uh a lot of clutter. I think it worked. And, but now it's Uh hit threshold yeah it's beyond its threshold and you know and and like one of our last episodes where it's just like where is social media going and like when I hear about people who are completely off social media I'm just like that sounds wonderful honestly it sounds very cathartic very peaceful um and like good for them so yeah um worth a read worth a read independently I really do support Gary Vaynerchuk and he really helped me in like the beginning days of my business with like getting kind of like clarity and vision and like getting that work ethic if you need to get if you Mm -hmm. need to get hyped up yeah he'll hype you up yeah he definitely will he sees the good in things um and he always sees like opportunity like I feel like he's just like a very raw entrepreneur and he seems like yeah, a supportive guy, too. Yeah, and I also think that, like, the people who talk shit on, like, Gary Vee and hustle culture, um, maybe they don't have a business. Or, like, maybe they had, like, really uh, probably privileged uh, circumstances to start a business. Um, because most people... No, I think they're people... They're probably people who um, don't work for themselves and are projecting hustle culture onto a different Mm -hmm. industry which is toxic and i'm not saying that hustle that even entrepreneurial hustle culture isn't can't be toxic but like yeah it's different I, i um at this point i even the word toxic i'm just like what it like it's just like what does it mean like because it's like unfortunate yeah like Unfortunately, these people were right when they were like, you are going to need multiple income streams of income to survive because like you're either going to, you know, like and that's where we're at um, with like. Yeah. Well, it's just another it's just another um, example of people 
like shooting mm-hmm. the messenger. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Where it's like it's not Gar- it's not Gary V's yeah. fault that you need multiple not a, streams of know? income to survive. He's just he's reading the writing on the yeah. wall and telling you. Um, but yeah, he didn't create exactly. the system. He's trying guys. to help you finesse and like. He's made a lot of money. Um, he like launched this like NFT collection, and I looked at like how much it's made in sales in the past seven days, and it was like nine million dollars. Um, so you can call him a shill, yeah. you can call him like whatever you want, but he. One thing I really liked about him, and I like pretty much in general, is um, anybody who has a very who's very clear in their vision and very consistent in their vision. And his vision is to buy the New York Jets. Um, and it's always been that. Yeah. That's been and it's, his goal And, and I've just forever. really liked, A, you know I love a lofty goal, no matter what, you know. Um, and then, B, I also really, like, it hasn't changed, and he's getting to a point where, like, it could be possible. I can't wait. I think I mean, it's going to happen. I think he's made... A I mean, lot it has to money happen. Off of this, like, like NFT ha- collection, like, and like, <clears throat> yeah. he's just revolutionized, you know, the industry. Um, so I, yes, I am a Gary V fan, and if you are interested, I know he has a new book out that I haven't read. I think his podcast is pretty good if you're feeling like you need a kind of like a kick in the butt, if you will. He has a and he has a huge mm-hmm. archive of videos yeah. too. That I think are worth like if you need and they're short and you can just like if you just Does need he to have hype a TED yourself talk, up Kayleen? to get some work done. <laughs> Don't read the book. I probably I haven't watched the TED talk. <laughs> it's the oh same thing. We yeah we're just like stuck in the same loop. <laughs> If you don't have time, ta- if you don't have time to read the book, there's a there is a quick jolt uh, thanks to oh video gosh. media. Um, Facebook, oh my pay gosh. me. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me at the guru and the fake guru on Instagram and uh, TikTok and. Um, I don't know. Catch me yeah. there for as long as you can. Uh, I think part of my grounding experience is probably getting off social media. So that's what's up with me. What about you, Kayleen? Um, yeah, I'm Swamp Witch with four eyes um, on Instagram for my personal and Candles Unincorporated on Instagram for my candle business. Um, you can follow... Uh, all my shit there you can follow us at entrepreneurs.com or entrepreneurs.podcast on instagram and you should mm-hmm. join us for time tuesday. benders every tuesday every tuesday morning we just like hang out for two hours and get shit done and dance in between productivity sessions and it's good and you can find more information on our website and sign up for the email list and we'll just shoot you a link to the zoom um every t- like tuesday morning right before it starts Beautiful. It's pretty cool. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a gay day. Yep.